Hey, welcome to the Catholic Center. 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 What's up, everyone? My name is Father Brian. I'm one of the priests here at the Catholic Center in Athens, Georgia. The conversation today is with Father Fred. We are talking about this weekend's gospel reading, Peter's Confession of Jesus the Christ. And just as an announcement, we have a student mass at 4 o'clock on Sundays and also at 6 o'clock on Sundays. And both of those masses have free food offered for all of our students. Uh, We look forward to seeing you there. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we come before you and we are reading uh, your word and we ask that you make yourself present to us. Uh, Lead us and guide us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The gospel of the Lord. But I, you know, first thoughts, who do you say that I am? Again, um, it's, uh, the thought I have when I listen to that is, uh, you know, I can say you're the Christ, um, I believe that you're God. But again, for me, it's like, but really, who are you in my life? I could acknowledge you as my Lord, but what does that mean? What does that mean when I acknowledge you, when I say that you're Lord? Um, and I, it makes me also think, you know, of, uh, again, growing up um, in the South and how many times people have asked me, have you accepted Jesus, your Lord and Savior? And my response to that. And um, I understand the what, question. What was your response to that? What's my response to that? <laughs> my response to that is yes, but I, I know that when they ask me that question, they're asking for a, a moment in my life on what day did you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And for me, accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior isn't just a moment or a day. It's an ongoing process. It's, it's a continual everyday kind of thing. So I look at it in a different kind of way. So that works, yeah. So what I appreciate here is... Um, Jesus, just a dialogue between Jesus and Peter, uh, and Peter confessing, right, doing this confession, right, because Christ is, Mm -hmm. Christ means, right, the anointed one, the Messiah, the son of the living God, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's where we, this is where we find our, what we call our, the keys to the kingdom, right, I will build my church on Peter, but I'm going to, so I'm going to read the commentary of this book, okay, 
and of the gospel here. So it says that God's most awesome and inscrutable venture is the incarnation. No human would have advised God to come into the flesh. People expect their God to be blatantly supernatural, to put on continuous displays of omnipotence. In contrast, Jesus is obviously human, and his divinity flashes out only briefly in his miracles. He no doubt has habits, like every other person, that irritated some people. He gets tired and on occasion impatient. He becomes frustrated by the constant challenges to his authority and teachings from the Pharisees and religious leaders who seek to discredit him. He is tempted like everyone, though does not sin. Jesus simply looks too human to be God's son. He does remind some people of the man of God, Elijah, a prophet, who also worked miracles and raised a widow's son from the dead. And like other prophets, he calls for conversion and teaches with a creative clarity that engages the crowds. For these, he is an inspired teacher or a holy man who has a close relationship to God, but not divine. Peter did not figure out on his own that Jesus is the Son of God. This insight, one of Paul's riches, is given him by the Father. Peter needs this knowledge to be the rock on which Jesus will build his church and carry out the formidable task that Jesus entrusts to him. I like, when you read that, I, I was thinking, um, he has no doubt, has he no doubt, talking about Jesus, has habits like every person that irritates some people. And again, I think, you know, here we have Peter on behalf of the apostles acknowledging Jesus as the Christ. And Peter has so many habits that can be irritating. Um, it's just always is fascinating to me that the, the person that the Lord chose that he would say those words, you are, you know, Peter and I'm this rock to build my church, was a very human, fragile, uh, broken kind of guy. Um, that, for me, that for me is very powerful because it reminds us that the church is not founded on perfect people or perfect things, that, that the Lord whom we acknowledge as Christ um, works through our fragility, works through our brokenness um, to lead us. And, and, he and he empowers us, not because we have everything together in our lives. He empowers us because he has a mission for us and he uses not only our good points, but also our, our challenging points and struggles um, as opportunities or occasions. That stands out to me. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that the question of of what it means for me today. Who do people say that I am? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that, I mean, I remember C.S. Lewis talking about the liar, the lunatic, or or someone who is telling the truth. And I think in the in the secular world, at least, the he's Jesus is pretty much dismissed uh, or seen as some sort of guru, which I would say he is as well nice guru but now do, is Christ who he says he is and then what are the implications of that I mean for us as priests I mean we dedicate our lives to to him being who he says he is right yeah oh wow Father Brian when you said that I just thought to myself you know when you said about the secular world I um, I'm a big bang theory freak 
And so I have every season of Big Bang on my iTunes. Um, and, you know, Big Bang makes all sorts of comments about religion. Um, but I think of Sheldon with his mother and how Christianity... <laughs> How, just for example, how Christianity is portrayed. You know, within Big Bang, you have Christianity, Judaism, and Hinduism. Um, but just the comments made about Christianity. And every time I hear that, I think that's so opposite from from what we believe. It's just so opposite from, uh, you know, teaching. I don't know. And I, I just thought about that when you mentioned what you just said. There's that. Yeah, so what's communicated with that in that, in the show? Oh, that an unforgiving, unrelenting God who, I mean, just, I don't know, just unrelenting person that seems just the very opposite of everything that Jesus <laughs> came to teach. That's what, you know, to me is presented. And I, and I like the show, but I mean, I have a problem. Every time I hear that, it's just like, where do they come up with this stuff? And I think it's because, and again, this is a part of the brokenness that, you know, we have the Lord, we have the teaching, we have the fact he founded Peter. And look at Peter. Peter denied Jesus. Again, we are broken, and so sometimes we don't give the best example um, of, of our faith. We don't, and, and we've we got to remember, I mean, that really does speak of the example we give. And we're not perfect, and we do make mistakes. So. And what about Peter's keys to the kingdom? Well... Again, I will give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Right. So what do, we, what do we do with that? In the Catholic Church, what do we do with that? What's our, what's our understanding of that in the Catholic Church? Our understanding... I'm asking you basic catechism. <laughs> yeah. Our understanding, uh, we have Peter, right? Uh, you have the Pope, so we, say, we kind of talk about it in terms of Pope, but also just some sort of uh, earthly authority in terms of mm-hmm. of uh, forgiveness, because I think that this goes into, does this not go into uh, confession of sins and forgiveness of sins, mm-hmm. right? Whatever you bound on earth shall be so bound in heaven. In heaven. But, but also I would say that goes beyond th- that confession of sins, at least in our Catholic understanding, that Christ has given his authority to the church. He founded the church on Peter and the apostles, and so his authority... He gave to the church to bind and to loose. Um, and that, at least in my understanding, and everything I've learned in matter of faith and morals, so that goes um, beyond just what we think of forgiveness. It goes to the very authority of the church. And that's a challenge, too, because, again, especially you know the brokenness of the church and of its members and of its leaders. I mean, we know that. Um, not a perfect thing. And yet, a reminder again, it's not our power, it's Christ's power. Christ working through our brokenness. So. so what do you think that the... So what would you say the significance is of the church having an authority on earth? Like, what does that do for us today? What does that do for humanity? Like, what is, what is the good news about... That's a challenge. Humanity having an authority from God here on earth. Okay. When you ask me that question, that, that's a challenge for me because I, I, I speak from what I believe, I believe that, that that is meant to give us direction, um, understanding, to lead us to truth. To me, that's what that's all about. I mean, 
honest, I mean, I see people struggling. I see people with all sorts of questions. This is nothing new. It always has been. I see people searching. I see people looking for, for something. And I believe that that authority is given to help guide. You know, Again, I come back to, I believe in all that. But it's guiding even through brokenness and through sinfulness and through struggle, not because everything is perfect. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Um, the, am, I, am I making sense when I say that, or am I like off the wall? No, that sounds, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, what is the good news? I think you said that the... What do you think? I'm going to throw it back to you. <laughs> well, ultimately, I mean, the ideal is like, the ideal is that we offer some sort of light and life to the world and that that is the authority. Authority comes with a responsibility, uh, but it also is an opportunity or uh, a privileged role in life by Christians or by all of us, the body of Christ, to be able to usher in other people to this light. Right. We have to experience that light in life ourselves in order to usher other people into it. And that's maybe why we need to... that We call it salvation, Excellent. right? And that's why answering God. that question, when Jesus asking us personally, who do you say that I am. Not just something on a page in the Bible, but who do you say that I am and why that's so important. See, again, I think to myself, what, what as a Catholic faith, documents the Second Vatican Council, okay, which in my time came about, you know, my gener- generation, and how radical it was, because I grew up in a church in which for me to go to a Protestant church, I would have to get permission of my pastor. I couldn't just walk in another church. In other words, that was we were still reacting to the to the Reformation, and, and so five hundred years later, yeah, I mean that was still very much that. And so when we have this opening, and so and again, I came and the documents are very clear on this. There is truth. All faith, wherever man and women seek goodness and rightness and justice and 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 good things, there can be truth found. But I again come back to, but we believe the truth is found in Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. I mean, that, for me, when I, when I, when I hear that question asking me, who do you say that I am? My response is, you, you, are, you are God. You are, you are the way. That doesn't, in me, cause me to condemn other people, to say there isn't truth found outside of that, but even, right, you think of Tehard to Shadan, you think of all these things about Christ is found in all things, whether we recognize it or not. If, if Christ truly is God, then he's found in all things, even for those who don't recognize it. In some way, they know Christ, even though they don't realize that they know Christ, where they're seeking truth and goodness and right, because theirs is, is Christ. I hope I'm not getting too... So, it's in, yeah, to go off of that, the, the area, Caesarea Philippi, so I've been there in Israel, you've been there in Israel, and it is this place that was used for infant sacrifice. So it was a pagan infant sacrifice, a place of pagan infant sacrifice mm-hmm. uh, where individuals would offer to uh, their deity or offer to whoever uh, their, their, child. their child, their firstborn, in the hopes of something happening, in the hopes of someone benefiting, in the hopes of some sort of salvation for them or their tribe. Uh, and so it's interesting because Jesus went to the region of Caesarea Philippi and he asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? So like in that context of uh, of a place where man and woman try to go in order to hope for something, in order to gain something, in order to offer them their kid or their child to some sort of deity, is that Jesus goes right in front of that as the backdrop of this conversation. But ultimately, 
Jesus offers himself. And so Jesus presents, Jesus presents the God who is not looking for infant sacrifice, who is not vindictive, who, uh, the, a God of mercy, I mean, a God, you know, a God of mercy, a God of compassion, a God who is inviting all to come to him, okay? But going there, he's the sacrifice. He, he, will, he will offer himself, so. So that's, that's the backdrop, yeah, I like right. that. Yeah. Hmm. Some say John the Baptist. John the Baptist pointed, right, to Jesus. Right. His cousin. Others say Elijah. And what did Elijah do? Elijah was, again, a, a voice of God. Uh, Jeremiah was a voice of God, or God, one of the prophets. And But who do you say that I but am? Who do you say that I am? In other words, you know, for me, you know, I'm, I'm more than a prophet. I'm more than one who points the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I mean, all that to me is said in there, even though it's not said. But again, you know, yeah. There's so much of this that's it's so rich. There's so much to think about, you know. So, what about, uh, for example, someone who is in, who is a college student, someone who is navigating their academia, their professional career, mm-hmm. uh, folks who are uh, trying to, I guess, uh, understand all things church and integrate it into their lives, and come to an understanding because. Uh, I think right now a lot of folks are, well, meanwhile, churches churches are closed, right? Or right. our society is closed, right. I should say. The activity mm-hmm. of the church is closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, uh, I mean, in the backdrop, we have scandal. In the backdrop, we have uh, kind of a lot of issues. We have a lot of lack of voice of the church on some, on some issues and a lack of commitment on other issues. Uh, and then, again, we have this question of Jesus speaking specifically to us in this gospel. Who do you say that I am? So in the midst of all of that, in the midst of the church's mess, in the midst of, of our mess, uh, there is this voice that comes to us from this gospel that asks us specifically, who do you say that I am? See, to in the me, midst of all of that, in and, the midst and, of the cloud, in the midst of the, the haze, to me, life. looking at college students, you know, um, again, and I, I guess I think now, it's just, to me, it's, it's just recognizing the importance of the spiritual in my life, that in all these things that, I, that I'm developing in my life, in my education, in my desire for career, in who do, do I want someone in my life? Am I looking for a companion? Am I looking for a husband or wife? In, what am I looking for in life? What, what's success to me? And all of that, which is wonderful, because we all we all went through that. It's an exciting thing, but the point, but that also, as you develop your life, how important the spiritual to me, how important the spiritual is. But I think to myself, I don't. When I was a college student, you know, well, it was important because it was just a, a part of my life, and yet I also kind of walked away from that for a while. But I came to realize that. Without that, there was a certain emptiness that other things, I can have all the book knowledge in the world and, and be a great success, but that doesn't necessarily answer all the questions of life or answer some of the things that are deepest about Well, life. even this question of who do you say that I am and then answering it with, well, you're the second person of the Trinity, you're the Son of God, God. you are you know, kind of doing your catechism things, mm-hmm. but uh, would you say that it's more exper- experiential 
uh, more relevant than just information, right? It actually has a significance that, uh, that impacts ourselves, impacts our soul. I think it's both, Father Brian. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's both information. I mean, I th- for, for me, I think we need it. Because otherwise, Jesus is just another person we throw into the, into the whatever, a quandary of a million other people. In other words, what is... And that's where you start, to me, getting to information, to who he is, the uniqueness, whether it's how you study scripture, whether it's catechism, all stuff. But it does ultimately come down, definitely, to experience. It's not just something in my head. It somewhere has to move from my head to my heart to my life to my conviction. But that's a life that doesn't happen. At of growing, 18, 19, I'm seventy-one. I'm still, I'm still of growing. growing into I mean, the understanding. come on, you know, I haven't got it all together yeah. or figured out. You know, and that's okay. Growing into I just think, the, growing in the relationship. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I think that. Uh, for me, I think the implications, I mean, it's a daily thing. So one of the things that, I mean, this question, like you said in the beginning, this question is asked to us on a daily basis, not something that is just a one-time thing. Right. Uh, because every day we're given these choices that we have to make, choices on how to live our lives, choices on how to finish our days, choices on whether or not we forgive, choices are... Uh, Endless, every, every single day, every single week, every single month. And so returning to that question of who do you say that I am and recognizing that we have some sort of uh, assistance and guidance mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not just left to our own regard. No. Right? Not just left to uh, kind of our, our isolation or, or an autonomy in a sense. That's probably, when you, when you talk about that and put it all together, that's probably what bothers me about this time and troubles me. And all I mean by that is because we're so restricted in terms of people and, and how we can be and stuff like that. And, and that's where, for me, in the everydayness, the sadness comes in because, you know, we, have, we can have less people. You can't do less this. You got to do, you can't do that. You got to be there. And I recognize it and I understand you know, okay, all right, but it's just, you know, t- to me, this is a place where I really want people to come. I want people to make this here. I'm talking. What am I talking about? The Catholic Center, a part of their journey. Okay? Catholic Center. That that's what we're about. That's why we're here. Okay, not we won't have all the answers to all the questions. I'm like this is not a magic place. Okay, like hocus pocus, and we just give you all the. But we assist you in finding and discovering and learning and and. And seeking, um, and that to me, you know, that's that's why I so look forward to when this pandemic is over with, yeah. and we can get but back. In, so the method of Christ, Jesus enters into the world uh, and speaks this to Peter, right? Jesus enters into the world, God enters into the world, and ultimately speaks this to Peter. Mm-hmm. And so, if you could have Christ enter into pandemic and speak that, or mm-hmm. have this question be asked in the midst of pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right in the midst of quarantine, or in the midst of uh, unsurety, or unrest, or riots, or or injustice, and and all the th- not just the pandemic. There's yeah. a million other things going on. Losing right your job, yeah, having yeah. sick, being fearful of your family member who is sick, take caretaking right. one of your loved ones. But you know who and am I? All, as you're going through all of this, proposed to us, yeah, yeah. 
but again, and that's where what you just said earlier, who, Jesus asked the question, who am I amidst all this, amidst these challenges in life, amidst these struggles we're having in life, amidst the things going on in our society right now? Who am I? Where do you find me in all of this? And how do you walk with me through this? And how, how do you, can you experience me walking with you? Me, meaning Christ, walking with you and, and, and helping you find your way. So. As opposed to Christ who is disconnected from everything. Right, right, right. There's a million things we could get into from that too, but the, this podcast is not an all-day kind of thing. No, this but is one good. thing leads to another thing leads to another thing. This is good. Yeah. Well, you can close, you want to close us in prayer? Sure. So let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this time. Thank you for the opportunity to reflect on your word. We thank you for the gift of yourself to us. We thank you that you are Christ, the son of the living God. We thank you that you show us the way and pray this day for all those listening to this podcast, for any who have questions, who are struggling, who are seeking, um, who desire um, something more in their lives, pray that you might, in the power of your Holy Spirit, um, uh, fill them with understanding and, and lead them in, in the directions that they need to go. And so bless us now in this day and all things, and particularly be with those in the beginning of this school year um, and any struggles that they may have and getting used to being here. Um, uh, bless the school year, even in its differences. Help it to be a time. Catholic Dogs Podcast. The Catholic Center is located at 1344 South Lumpkin Street. For more info on how you can get involved, check out our Instagram at Catholic Dogs. See you at Mass.